Arizona Science is supported by Research Corporation for Science Advancement. For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Philip Gutruf, an Assistant Professor of Biomedical Engineering at the University of Arizona. Welcome, Philip. You and your team have been working on a new type of pacemaker for the heart. Lots of people have pacemakers, so what needs to be improved? So for current pacemakers, you might feel quite uncomfortable. Also, what can happen is that you need to go in for secondary surgeries if the battery runs out. And so with newer technologies that we have available now, we see that we can make some benefits or make some improvements to current pacemakers. What are the differences between the traditional pacemakers and the one that you're developing? There's a couple of distinct novelties that we introduce with these type of, of new pacemakers. First of all, we have the ability to send power from the outside to the pacemaker itself. And that allows us to pack it with all kinds of electronic goodies because we have more energy available. We don't need to worry about conserving the battery life. Um, that is one thing. The other thing is that uh, your traditional pacemaker has only one contact with the heart. That's typically an electrode that gets hooked into the heart muscle to provide a good electrical contact. Um, and this new type of pacemakers that we introduced in our recent work allows us to not only place one area of stimulus onto the heart, but a whole mesh with many of them um, that uh, completely encapsulate the heart. Gives us a lot of opportunities to not use a, a broad um, sledgehammer in order to bring the heart back into pace, but to uh, allows us to choreograph uh, the heart back into its uh, normal rhythm. If it's a mesh, how do you emplace it? Uh, we actually have uh, quite quite interesting tool that allows us to place these type of devices. So you can think of this mesh um, in its in its form before it gets implanted as a, a, like an open rose uh, flower with a lot with a, several petals, right? Um, and you can kind of scoop them over the heart, and it has a clever mechanism where you only have one actuation that then encloses the entire heart and puts um, the, the stimulus contacts in contact with the epicardium, that's the surface of the heart. You said that you don't need a battery, so how do you get power to this device inside the body? Yes, so the way that we get the power inside of uh, the body is with, um, uh, we call it resonant magnetic power coupling, um, and it's effectively a technology that you are familiar with. Um, you have it in your pocket right now. Uh, your smartphone has this capability uh, to send power at a relatively low frequency that doesn't get absorbed by the body. So um, uh, we uh, can drive the power through tissue to the device itself. And that allows us to run this with either a very small energy storage or no battery storage at all if you have uh, this infrastructure uh, present at all times. What are the next steps? For this type of pacemaker, we have, as scientists, it's really exciting for us because we have all of these new opportunities to uh, not only uh, research how the heart um, is having certain defects and how certain diseases progress, um, but we also have the capability to trial new ways of bringing the heart back into its normal rhythm that are much less invasive than the current uh, pacemaker technique. And by that, I mean, you don't 
don't need a broad stimulus to shock the heart back into place. You can really choreograph with multiple points of stimulus to to bring it back to its uh, natural rhythm. And especially for certain disease paradigms, that's really important. So so that there, there's a, a research platform that we basically build for this. But there's also uh, the ability to showcase that these type of devices um, uh, can be really useful in um, applications in, in humans down the line. As you can imagine, um, there's many safety regulations that we have to prove that the device has good efficacy and it's very safe uh, for use uh, in, in various kinds of scenarios. So uh, that is on our list down the line. Well, thanks for talking with us, Philip. This is Tim Swindle, and you have been listening to Arizona Science. Our guest today has been Philip Gutruf, a biomedical engineer whose team is working on a new type of pacemaker. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org. Thank you to Research Corporation for Science Advancement for their support of Arizona Science.